your only source for live campus news. This is The Pulse. Good evening and welcome to The Pulse here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. I'm your host Luke, joined tonight by Sam and Dominique, and we are going to be talking about why musicians have been pulling their music from Spotify and the whole Joe Rogan controversy going on. But before we get started there, let's go over the weather and today's headlines. No complaints from me about the weather in Columbia today. Currently 47 degrees and sunny, and the last of the snow we got last week is starting to melt away, so that's always good. It's going to be cooling off again this weekend, though. Tomorrow we have a high of 27 and a low of 14. And for the big game on Sunday, high of 33 and a low of 18. All right, Sam, get us started on headlines. From CNN, at least 10 people, including nine officers, have been injured from a shooting in Phoenix. Earlier this morning, an officer responded to a report of a shooting. The situation resulted in a barricade where more shots were fired and a woman, as well as nine officers, were injured. The woman, who was the girlfriend of the suspect, is currently in critical condition. From ESPN, last night was the annual NFL Honors Ceremony. Aaron Rodgers took home MVP for the second year in a row. The 38-year-old Packers quarterback got 39 votes with Tom Brady receiving 10 and Cooper Cup receiving 1. Other notable wins include Steelers linebacker TJ Watt getting his first Defensive Player of the Year award and Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup taking home Offensive Player of the Year. From CNN, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has authorized a new monoclonal antibody treatment that appears to work against the Omicron variant. Monoclonal antibodies are lab-made proteins that are capable of mimicking the immune system's ability to fight harmful pathogens like COVID-19. From the Missourian, library employees voiced their concern to board members about unionizing. The employees made arguments yesterday for and against unionizing to the Daniel Boone Regional Library Board of Trustees. Organizers said a majority of their co-workers signed up for union cards and have confidence they can win union election if the Daniel Boone Regional Library does not voluntarily recognize the coalition. From KOMU, MU Healthcare announced this morning that they will be adjusting the hours of their COVID-19 testing site as demand for tests is declining. The Keene Street testing location will now be open from 8 a.m. to noon every day starting on Monday, February 14th. Walk-ins are welcome and testing is free of charge. From the Missourian, the MU Civil Rights and Title IX Office announced Thursday they have changed their official name to the Office of Institutional Equity. The office plans to still provide all essential resources to Mizzou's campus and by continuing their mission to, quote, foster a living, learning, and working community where everyone is valued, end quote. All right, we are going to take our first break here, and when we come back, we will dive into the controversy and talk about why musicians like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell are removing their music from Spotify. So because of that, all the songs that you will hear on the program tonight, you can't find them on Spotify. You can only find them elsewhere. So we'll have plenty of artists that are taking their music off that you will hear throughout the next hour. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Pulse here on KCOU.
Welcome back to The Pulse here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. I'm your host, Luke, joined by my co-hosts, Sam and Dominique. And this evening, we are talking all about the controversy over at Spotify with Joe Rogan and people taking their music off. The first person to take their music off was Neil Young, who you just heard over the break with Harvest Moon. And I will get us started here and kind of give an overview of the situation. So medical experts are speaking out against COVID-19 disinformation that has been spread on Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Spotify bought the rights to be the exclusive platform for the podcast in 2020. Before that, you get, it was very popular on YouTube and Apple Podcasts as well. In response to all of this, legendary rock star Neil Young pulled his entire library from Spotify, and shortly after, others began to follow. There are some key players to discuss here, and let's start with Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan does a lot of different things that you may know him from. He's a stand-up comedian and actor. He got his start with a supporting role on the TV show News Radio, alongside an ensemble cast that included John Lovitz and the late great Phil Hartman. Rogan also hosted the NBC competition show Fear Factor for five years in the mid-2000s. He's a mixed martial artist and is always on the commentary desk for UFC pay-per-views. In 2009, he began the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. So while you may look around now and feel like the podcast market is extremely saturated, Rogan got in early before it all really boomed. And his podcast is really just long-form conversations. It started as this minor operation where a lot of the guests were Rogan's comedian buddies, but now it's grown into one of the largest and most influential podcasts in the world. It's the most popular podcast in the United States, Britain, and Canada. And he has had a ton of famous guests, all of a wide variety. And some of those guests include Kanye West, Quentin Tarantino, Bernie Sanders, The Undertaker, Robert Downey Jr., and Steven Tyler. Quite a interesting list of guests there, but Rogan's huge. He's specifically huge among men in their 20s. His average listener, I believe, is 24. So he's a huge influence on guys my age. First question to you all, have either of you ever listened to Joe Rogan? I've listened to clips here and there. I've never actually sat down and listened to a whole episode of a podcast before, um, but I've definitely seen him around. Okay. I agree. He's really, um, I'm not in the demographic, but yeah, no, I've never really listened to him. Maybe I've seen a clip or two of his interviews, but never sat down for his podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, they're like two hour episodes. It's a lot to consume, but he, he's got a big platform. And what I want to emphasize here about him is that Joe Rogan's not a journalist and he doesn't claim to be. He wants to have interesting conversations with interesting people. And I think more than anything, the proper comparison would be to say he's the Howard Stern of podcasting. People on Twitter have been breaking down the guest history on the show, and it shows that there's a bit more of a increase in conservative guests that have been on compared to more liberal thinkers. But I don't think that there's really a political agenda behind a lot of what he does, that he's more an entertainer and not a journalist. He seeks out 
who and what interests him and doesn't like focus on trying to give equal time to certain issues or figures. And Rogan has certainly said plenty of controversial things in the past, like we will be talking about here in the next hour. But this year, he's gotten more heat than ever because of his skepticism regarding COVID-19 vaccines. But here's where it gets tricky. Rogan used to be an independent creator who was his own boss. And in 2020, Spotify purchased the exclusive rights to the podcast for reportedly about $100 million. And it's a different situation now because there's a real case to be made that Spotify has a responsibility to control what content they're paying people to produce. They're not just hosting the podcast on their platform. They are directly paying Joe Rogan to have his show be exclusively on Spotify. So I think that it complicates things, and my next question here is, due to this relationship, do you think that Spotify now has a responsibility to control what is said on Rogan's podcast? Um, yes. Or, well, no, well, they have a responsibility to make sure they have these guidelines in place to protect people from misinformation. I think the only one really responsible for what is said on Rogan's podcast is Rogan himself. You know, it's just safeguard your viewers, make sure they're okay. If Spotify steps in, it, it brings a, brings about like a whole issue of censorship and all among other things. Yeah. I think it's an interesting situation because, um, I mean, we have seen similar kinds of censorship in the past, um, like with Alex Jones on YouTube, for example. Yeah. Um, Because there are community guidelines that creators have to follow, which is why a lot of the stuff, Rogan stuff, has been taken off of YouTube. But I I think Spotify is kind of doing more of their own thing. Right. But, yeah, since this is is an interesting situation where Spotify specifically um, has – basically owns the show and has – the rights for it to be exclusively on Spotify, I do think that they probably should hold a little bit of accountability for that. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And that's a lot of what the debate has been in the last few weeks is what action should Spotify take and do they have the ability to censor or guide what's being said on Rogan? And if they do, should they? Would that have some sort of ripple effect on podcasting as a whole and open some doors that we didn't want to open in the first place. So I think that there's a lot to be said on this matter, and they haven't taken a lot of big moves yet in terms of censorship, and we will talk more about that later. But I want to say that I think Rogan himself has grown into a role that I don't think he ever wanted, and that he's I don't think he's someone who wanted to be a political figure. He's a comedian and a martial artist who started this show to hang out with his buddies. But now he's this massive media figure who has a very loyal audience, and it's a platform for him to give his opinions, but he's not always researching or fact-checking things in real time. So that's how this disinformation can creep out because there's no one there to have any accountability. So it's tough, and the audience, if they don't think critically about what's being said, can just take him at his word and – Uh, Joe Rogan eventually apologized for a lot of the stuff going on. And in in that apology, he said that he isn't interested in only having guests who share the same perspective. And I understand that desire for some issues where you want to give 
weight to both sides of an argument. But with COVID, that's where the real problem is because there's not as much of a debate on something like science and pretending that both sides have equal weight and credibility is dangerous, especially in this case. Um, A more controversial interview with Dr. Robert Malone was the tipping point for this controversy, and that was the one that caused Neil Young to say, enough is enough. So, the rock legend behind classic songs like Heart of Gold and Southern Man pulled his catalog from Spotify saying, quote, I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. They can have Rogan or Young, not both. And it's not terribly surprising to me that Neil Young was the first person to take a stand on this. Always been a very political figure. The, his first band was Buffalo Springfield, and they're best known for for what it's worth, which is one of the iconic anti-war songs from the 60s. And Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young with Ohio. And his, and his music and in his life, Neil has certainly always worn his politics on his sleeve. And After Neil Young left, Joni Mitchell soon followed suit. Her biggest song is probably Big Yellow Taxi, which also had a popular cover from The Counting Crows. Her seminal 1971 album, Blue, is quite simply an all-timer. Rolling Stone is ranked it as the third greatest album of all time. And Mitchell announced her departure from Spotify, saying, quote, Irresponsible people are spreading lies that are costing people life. And... I think something else interesting to point out about those two specifically is that Neil Young and Joni Mitchell are both polio survivors. So clearly vaccines and issues of this nature are of personal importance to them because of what they've lived through. And after that, a few more followed suit. The rest of Neil's partners in Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young are all gone. They've pulled their group and respective solo libraries and Nils Lofren, who's a member of Neil's backing band, Crazy Horse, and also a member of Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, went and pulled all of his songs. So that's kind of the overview of the situation. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Dominic's, Dominique's going to be telling us more about the specific disinformation that caused this outrage. You're listening to The Pulse here on KCOU. to The Pulse here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. I'm your host, Luke, joined by my co-hosts, Sam and Dominique. This evening, we are talking all about the Joe Rogan Spotify controversy that has prompted musicians to pull their music from Spotify, like Joni Mitchell, who you just heard over the last break with California off her seminal album, Blue. And now, Dominique is going to tell us more about the specific disinformation on Rogan's podcast that sparked all of this outrage. In its first year as a Spotify exclusive, the Joe Rogan Experience ranked number one as the most popular podcast globally in 2021. To this day, the Joe Rogan Experience still holds the title, drawing 11 million listeners per episode. His influence stretches far and wide, and because of this, his recent misinformation scandal in regards to COVID-19 and vaccines has been a big concern to the public. 
The scandal itself surrounds two episodes of Rogan's podcast that include Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and highly published medical scientist who guest starred on January 13th and had a lot to say. In just an hour, Mikola claimed the pandemic was planned, COVID-19 vaccines were experimental, previously infected people have permanent immunity, and so on. These claims have been proven to be very untrue or lacking evidence, with health professionals coming out to say so. In addition to this, Dr. Robert Malone's appearance added fuel to the fire. Robert Malone is a virologist who has a history of broadcasting misinformation, so much so that he has been banned from Twitter earlier this year. He compared getting the vaccine to Nazi medical equivalents. He implied President Biden did not take the vaccine because he could not see aspiration. And he claimed that one in a thousand are getting significant vaccine injuries like myocarditis. The list of untrue and misinformed claims goes on and on. With the airing of these episodes, the public became upset over how these misinformed and unproven claims are being shared on the number one podcast on Spotify. Artists like Neil Young began pulling their music from the platform, people began debating whether to boycott Spotify, and Spotify stocks dropped 20% amid the controversy. To many, the reach of Rogan and these esteemed guest stars may paint the wrong picture and cause people to be greatly misinformed. Dr. Robert Malone's claims alone were enough to cause over 270 U.S. doctors, scientists, healthcare professionals, and professors to band together and write a formal letter to Spotify. They conclude this letter by saying, quote, This is not only a scientific or medical concern, it is a sociological issue of devastating proportions, and Spotify is responsible for allowing this activity to thrive on its platform, end quote. In response to this, Rogan apologized. He posted a video on Instagram following initial backlash. In the video, he explains himself saying, I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely, I get things wrong. But I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. He says that he never tried to be controversial. He follows this up by saying that he's never wanted to do anything with his podcast but talk to people. Despite the backlash from the controversy, Spotify openly decided to stick by Rogan, explaining that they want to avoid censorship as much as possible. Yet, they plan on making the rules clear and make sure there are consequences for misinformation. In terms of COVID-19, the company is working on adding a content advisory for any episode that discusses COVID-19 and the vaccine. The Joe Rogan controversy is not over, however. Recently, old clips of Rogan saying racial slurs on the podcast have resurfaced, and up to 100 episodes of his podcast have been deleted. There really is no telling where the future of Joe Rogan's podcast on Spotify will stand. All right. Thank you for that, Dominique. Let's keep moving here. Do you have any discussion questions for the group? Yes, I do. Do you think because of the credentials of these doctors guest starring on Rogan's um, podcast that people may be inclined to believe them because of their history in the medical field? I think so. And if you look at someone like Robert Malone, uh, he it's true that he was instrumental in some of the technology that led to developing mRNA, which is a crucial part of these vaccines. So he has a history and the degree to back up a level of credibility that people would take at face value. But when you go into his own history and what he's saying, that's where things 
are causing problems. But if you just if you see doctor, people are more likely to just assume that what's being said is true and accurate. Yes, and my final and next question for you is, do you think the Joe Rogan experience may be canceled in the future? I think it's possible, but not likely, just because it does generate so much money and it is so popular. Um, So uh, I don't really see that happening, but it's definitely not impossible. I don't think it'll go away. Like, there's a chance if something else happens that Spotify has no choice but to end their deal but if that was the case then he would just go back to being an independent content creator he's not going to be banned from all platforms or anything i think this is an issue right now but it seems like spotify is planning on moving through this and making some changes like you mentioned with adding the content advisory for episodes that do discuss covid19 but i think he's probably going to be able to make it through this yeah, sure thing. I, I've i questioned that myself. I feel like it will not be canceled, but with all these episodes deleting and stuff, they're definitely cleaning up. Yeah, and I, he's the one that's deleting the episodes. I think that's important to mention is that he's going out of his way to go back and take ones that he thinks might be controversial. It's not Spotify censoring his past episodes. So, and I don't know, I don't know if they nudged him to do that, but he's the one that's in control of that process right now. But this is all interesting to me, and we are going to take another quick break here. Thank you, Dominique. We are going to be coming back with Sam, who's going to be talking about where we go from here and what Spotify's response has been. You're listening to The Pulse here on KCOU. here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. I'm your host, Luke, joined by my co-hosts, Sam and Dominique. Tonight we're talking about the Joe Rogan Spotify controversy that's causing musicians like Crosby, Stills, and Nash to remove their songs from Spotify. You just heard them over the break with Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Now it's time for us to wrap up our show here with Sam, who's going to tell us about Spotify's response to the situation. So like we discussed before, the controversy surrounding Joe Rogan started when Rogan interviewed Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough. Dr. Malone claimed that mask wearing had induced something called mass formation psychosis and that people were hypnotized into believing facts about COVID-19. Quickly after this episode was released, a group of 270 doctors, nurses, scientists, and educators published an open letter that asked Spotify to handle COVID-19 misinformation on its platform. After the letter was published, Neil Young removed his music in protest and other artists followed. Following this, Spotify's cancellation page was swarming with very high traffic. According to information from NASDAQ, the controversy resulted in Spotify stock falling 18%, causing a loss of about $4 billion in market value. Spotify announced it would be adding a content advisory to podcasts mentioning COVID, and Spotify CEO Daniel Ek responded by stating, quote, We're trying to balance creative expression with the safety of our users. And of course, this is a very complicated issue. 
but I'm really proud of the steps we took following the concerns raised by the medical and scientific communities, end quote. So my question for you guys is, what do you think of uh, Spotify CEO's Daniel X respond to this situation? I don't think it's as strong as it could be. I understand that he's in a bad place because Rogan is such a driver of traffic to Spotify, specifically with podcasts, and that's part of their operation that they have been focusing on trying to grow. But I think that he could do more to appease people rather than what he's done so far. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. The tough part about this is the solution is seems pretty hard to to come to. Everybody has some interests. Like some people would want, would want Rogan's show to be removed completely. Some people just want those episodes to be removed. But Rogan brought in a lot of foot, like a lot of traffic to Spotify. So it's very tough for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely seeming like he's trying to find some sort of middle ground while still doing what's in his best interest Um, but soon after the criticism surrounding the COVID misinformation happened more controversy erupted a video compilation of Joe Rogan saying the n-word was released and went viral Rogan soon released an apology stating it was quote the most regretful and shameful thing he's ever had to talk about publicly the new controversy was met by a lot of criticism by Spotify employees and the public Many started to demand that the Joe Rogan experience be removed from Spotify. Later, it was found that Spotify quietly removed 70 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience from Spotify. Daniel Eck claimed that Joe Rogan personally removed these episodes due to racially insensitive language. Now there are currently 113 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience removed from Spotify. Daniel Eck then sent a letter to his employees that stated, quote, While I strongly condemn what Joe has said, and I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform, I realize some will want more. And I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices is a slippery slope." Spotify employees were still very unhappy following the Spotify CEO's response. Daniel X stated that he believes Spotify is a platform, not a publisher, but acknowledges employees and others might think otherwise given its licensing agreement with Rogan. My question for you guys is, is Daniel X's opinion of Spotify being a platform and not a publisher justified? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think he's halfway right but at the same time you do have to take responsibility for what is on that platform and i don't think you could just let anything slide i mean if let's take it this way if it was a a a streaming company saying that they weren't responsible for the content they were putting out like let's say hbo says oh i don't have a responsibility to control the content on succession because i'm simply the platform but i think it's, it's it's the same situation where spotify is paying Rogan to make the podcast and that podcast is exclusively housed on Spotify. So I think that they are the platform and the publisher in this situation. And that adds a level of responsibility that they didn't have before when Rogan was on multiple platforms. I agree. And I like the example you used because if you look at um, other platforms, they're still held accountable. But he's trying to make the argument that he doesn't need to be held accountable because uh, he's a yeah, it's it's an interesting situation for sure. 
Um, Eck later announced that he is committing $100 million, the same amount of money reportedly paid to exclusively distribute Rogan's show, to licensing, developing, and marketing music and other audio content by creators from historically marginalized groups. Now, what has the impact been on artists who have left Spotify? Let's start with Neil Young. So before all of this got started, Spotify made up about 60% of his total streams. That's not an insignificant amount of his digital numbers. We can determine yet what the long-term ramifications will be for Neil Young, but in the short term, it looks surprisingly good. Across the board, Neil Young is up 38% for his streaming numbers in the last two weeks. Listeners have gone to Apple Music, Tidal, or Amazon to find it, but there has been a noticeable bump in his streaming numbers. This may just be because his name is in the news and people want to seek him out, or the remaining services that house Neil Young's catalog are also heavily promoting it. Apple Music was running ads all over social media saying that they are the home of Neil Young, and they had his Essentials playlist on the front of their browsing page. Sirius XM also relaunched their Neil Young radio channel. So do you guys think that more artists may, may leave Spotify? I thought initially in that first wave we would get a few more, but now it seems like the dust is starting to settle on the situation, and unless something else happens, I don't think that other people are going to pull their music. There was some rumors about bigger names that were considering leaving right as this was happening, but that hasn't happened yet, so I don't think that it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I think for sure the dust has settled. I, I've tried to look into some more artists, but it seems to be kind of um, stable, so I don't, I don't think there will be any more artists who leave. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you for that, Sam, and thank you all for listening. This has been The Pulse. Here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, thank you so much for joining us. We have shows every weekday at 5 p.m., so feel free to hop on by. And in the meantime, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great weekend.